the way you really get this message that, that the Lord Jesus has taught me is hearing it over and over and over. So I encourage you to listen at this over and over and over and over and let it add to the faith that you already have. And it'll, it'll, it'll take you up to a level you, you've never been on before. It really will. Uh, I've been walking with the Lord for 21 years in June. And I've, I've never seen God not come through for me. And, uh, you know, just um, it's been a joy. Even through the testing trials, I've saw the Lord deliver me and <clears throat> keep me. And I haven't been back to nothing I used to do. No drug, drinking, cigarette, lust for women, robbing banks, grocery stores. He made me an honest man. I hate lying and stealing. Jesus set me free and he's kept me. And he's, he's taught me some things that I want <clears throat> to impart to you that will, will, will enhance the way you walk with him. So let's turn your Bibles to... Uh, Psalms 27, verse 11, and then we're going to read Romans chapter 4. I'm going to teach on, I, I believe God. It's a lot more in that statement than, than, than uh, we've walked in. It's just some more. I, I ain't got it all. I, I, know, I know it's more. The apostle Paul, after writing, over half of the New Testament knew it was some more. And so if you don't keep a hunger that it's more, you, you won't receive it because you're not in faith to get more. He was in faith to get more and wrote over half of the New Testament. Amen. And so sometimes we can think because we done walked in some victories that we done arrived. And we got a bunch of knowledge that's done puffed us up and we, we've done arrived and we haven't. Walk in the truths that you have and then stay hungry for more. So God will reveal it to you. Teach me thy way, O Lord, and lead me in a plain path because of my enemies. Now, really a lot of times when we're, when we're taught, when you go read the Old Testament, if you don't, you don't bring Jesus in it, then you won't live New Testament life. You, you'll be mixing grace with law. And it's mixed so much, it's a shame. God's raising me up to go teach his people how to separate grace and law. Grace is what God did for you in Jesus. Law is what you do for him to get something from him. You keep my commandments and statutes, Deuteronomy 28.1. All these blessings will come up on you and overtake you. Jesus never told you to do nothing but keep his commandment. His commandment was not you doing something. His commandment was you believe in something and then through your faith in him, it would produce you living the life that was in him. He's not trying to get you to be a better person, to live a better life, to have better things. He wants you living in faith in him and that'll produce the eternal quality of God's life in you. Jesus didn't come for us to have eternity. Sometimes when you read eternal life, you think that you got born again, you got eternity. You didn't get no eternity. You already had eternity. He came to give you the quality of the life of God. Mm -hmm. 
so that you can live this quality of life before you get to heaven and surely it makes sure you go there. So he's not trying to get us to have a better life. There's no seven steps to no better life. It's about believing in Jesus. And I want to teach you all to break that down. So when I, when I read this, I'll just give you a little bit. Teach me, Lord, your ways in Jesus. Lead me to follow in his footsteps. Because of what Satan been defeated might try to do. See? See, if you don't read Jesus and what he did, you will think you got to fight with the devil. But your fight is to fight to believe in Jesus. That Jesus defeated him. It's not, you don't need to whoop the devil. You just need to believe what Jesus did and the authority that Jesus gave you to walk in over him like Jesus did. So we fight the good fight of faith. We're not fighting against the devil. <laughs> what for? Why would you go in a ring and fight somebody been knocked out? You need to just go stand on top of them and declare victory in Jesus' name. Amen. And, and, and the reason why this ain't easy for a lot of believers is they ain't lived the life of faith where this becomes easy. You rule the devil daily. You rule. You remember the scriptures in Romans 8, 37, and the apostle Paul said, no, we are more. When David hollered, you know, we're slaughtered as sheep all day. And then the apostle Paul had to go and tell, tell David, no, because David was living in a dispensation where the devil wasn't defeated. And it felt like they was, they was like sheep being slaughtered. But the apostle Paul came back to teach you in Jesus, no. In Jesus, we are more than conquerors. Now get this. Through him who loved us. Oh, oh, it's through how he loved you, not how you love him. So you, you got you to gotta let this work on you. Too many people bragging about how much they love God. We need to quit that. It's not faith when you brag on you love God. Let me tell you what real faith is. The apostles walked in it. I'm the disciple the Lord love. They lived in believing he loved them. They didn't live in trying to love him because if you live in he love you, you will love him. Without your strength trying to do it. Because you living in him. And so you have to reverse that. I really love the Lord. No, you need to be believing and speaking. He really loves you. That'll make you trust him if you get that solid in you. Every time a test come, a storm come, your faith will say he loves me. And that'll cause you to trust him to come out of it because he loves you. Ain't no sin hollering by when a storm come, you love him. You need to be believing he loves you and has done something about what you're facing in Jesus. Are you following me? 
And sure, we're going to love him if we are in faith he first loved us. We should never have a love for God that ain't produced by our faith and he loved us first. Are y'all listening? So, so we more than conquerors. I, I, I read that. I bet you 12, 13 years didn't understand what it meant. Just believed it. <laughs> There's a whole bunch of scriptures. I don't have a clue what they mean. I just believe them. Because until he bring me revelation of it, I, I, don't, I don't know it yet. I just live in what I do know that he's taught me. I don't live in nothing I don't know because I don't know. And a lot of people think because they can quote verses, they think they know them. And you need to stop that. But the Bible said we more than conquer. Now, what's a conqueror? Y'all got your shouting clothes on? Because you can't even hear this and don't shout. If you're not going to get excited about God's word, it ain't going to work in you. Come on now. Anything you'll get excited about, you'll live it. You, you got to stir up yourself to get excited about God's word. You ain't supposed to get no revelation just sit there and look like a statue. You're supposed to get thrilled. Mm-hmm. Now, what's a conqueror? How about, how about a, somebody that goes and conquers? <laughs> somebody, an army goes and conquers another army. They would be considered a conqueror. Is that right? But uh, he said we more than that now. So whatever that is, it's got to be more than something going and conquering something. Is that right? Well, when you more than a, (laughs) when you more than a conqueror, what you conquer, you make, you rule it and tell it what to do. You make it serve you every day. See, when you got delivered from drugs and gambling, smoking and whatever sin you used to do, now you rule that sin and tell it what to do every day. You're more than a conqueror when you rule darkness and tell it what to do every day. When you rule fear and tell it what to do every day, you're more than a conqueror. You are never more than a conqueror if you ain't ruling and dominating and telling what's been wrong, how it going to do every day. Stay under your feet, non-existent, can't work. Can't exist. Can't have place in my life. Now you're more than a conqueror. And if it's whooping on you, then you're not living in how he loved you. Because how he loved you conquered everything. It subdued everything on this earth under Jesus. Amen. 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 Now then then verse verse 12. Deliver me not over to the will of my enemies. Now, you know. Uh, David thought God would do that, but God really wouldn't. False witnesses are rising up against me. Yeah, people rely on you, such as breathe out cruelty. David said, but I had fainted unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and he shall strengthen thy heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. Many times people got to understand when you really believe God, It's a choice that you are expecting to see his goodness. You're not expecting to see something. You're not believing God. You must be expecting to see his goodness. Every time. If you're believing God. I go to Romans 3. I mean chapter 4 verse 3. 
For what saith the scripture? Abraham believed God. Now I want to deal with that this morning. And it was counted unto him for righteousness. Now, Abraham believed God. We learn from the principles of how Abraham believed God. Now, let's go to verse 17, and you'll begin to see the principles. As it is written, God said, I've made thee a father of many nations before whom he believed, even God who quickeneth the dead, and calleth those things that be not as though they were not. I've heard this preached so many times, and, and the Lord begin to show me what makes this work. What, what really makes real faith in God, in Christ, works. First, God's got to say something. Now, what did Abraham believe uh, when God said, I've made you a father of many nations? What did he believe? Abraham did not believe he was going to be a father of many nations. He had to believe that he was a father of many nations. That's believing God. He believed he was. He didn't believe God was going to do it. He believed he was a father of many nations. That's believing God. Once God says something, it, in God it's done. He don't need to do it. You just need to believe it so it can happen. Let me say that again. Once Jesus said you was healed by his stripes, he don't need to heal you. Because the Bible says, listen now, 1 Peter 2.24, by whose stripes you were. So how can he heal you again when you were healed? It's you believing it. It's you believing it. God, God don't need to make you rich. He's done made you rich. But you got to believe it. God's done delivered us from the power of darkness. Colossians 1.13. Transferred us into the kingdom of his dear son. He don't need to transfer you into Jesus no more. You, you pose already believe you've been transferred into the kingdom of his love. God is in love with you. But, but I messed up. Hey, hey, can, can I give y'all a revelation? <laughs> you don't change God because you messed up. Amen. God is not in love with you because of you. <laughs> he did not die for you because of you. He died for you because of him. And you get to get, be the result of that. God's love is not based on our performance. We just get to live in his love by believing in it. But God's love is based on who he is in Jesus. It ain't based on us. And ain't nothing you can do can get God to love you any less than he already loved you on the cross. You can't get God to love you anymore. You can't live good enough to get God to love you anymore. You can't live holy enough. You can't live sanctified enough. You can't live more righteous to get God to love you any more than he already loved you. What your faith got to do is learn to live in how he loved you, not try to get it. You don't need to try to get it. He's already loved us. And when you dead wrong, he don't change. When you miss it, he don't change. 
He still loves you just as much as you ever did miss it or didn't miss it. And, and your believing in his love is supposed to bring you out of you missed it. Not you trying to get right with him, trying to straighten up, trying to feel all ugly about yourself because you messed up. God done did something about all our mess ups. It's so sad what people preach. They don't know this. They just don't know it. God is in love with us. And there's nothing you can do can add to it. Let me, can I read y'all one verse real quick before I come back here? Stay right there in Romans chapter 4. Go, go, go to uh, uh, Hebrew 13, verse 5. And then let me give you the revelation. How many of y'all raise your hand if you want a revelation? Come on now, you just want to. And if it ain't no revelation, then you rejoice even more. If you're already walking in it. Amen. When I hear the truth again, I just get happier. Yeah. Man, you, Peter said, man, it don't bother me to keep telling you the same thing. It don't bother me either. Now watch this. Let your conversation be without covetousness and be content with such things as you have. For he has said, look at this, I will never leave you. Leave thee nor forsake thee. For we may say boldly, the Lord is my helper. I will not fear what man shall do unto me. <clears throat> now, now I want you to see that verse 5. <laughs> Y'all ready for the revelation? Now watch this. You mess up. You open up your Bible right here. This thing say this every day. You mess up tomorrow. Open your Bible up. This still say that. Are you getting it? You mess up five times in one day and, and got ugly with your spouse. This verse still say that. I, it, it. He can't change. His word can't change. Somebody do you wrong. Jesus said, uh, forgive them. It, 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 it's no clauses in that. It don't change because somebody did you wrong. His word stays the same. He, God cannot quit loving us. His love is what he did in Jesus on the cross. He can never change. Then you know the Bible never tell you God, uh, uh, you know, in, in the Old Testament, in Malachi chapter 3, verse 6, it says that God changes not. Y'all ever read that? Well, you don't know what that means. Until God send you a picture of him that's perfect in Jesus. And then the Bible said Jesus is the same yesterday, verse 8, here in Hebrew 13. Jesus said, don't say God is. We said Jesus is saying yesterday, today. Why? Because God don't want you trying to make up no picture of him. He wants you to see Jesus, and that's who you know God is yesterday, today, and forever, the picture you see in Jesus, not the Old Testament. Then when you find the picture in Jesus, you can take that back to the Old Testament and find out the statements that's right and the statements that ain't. When they say God killed, you say, no, he permitted that because of people's sins. When God put evil diseases, no, no, God permitted that because of what they sold. He did not put that on them because you can't see that in Jesus. And your faith is supposed to be the good news is what Jesus did, not the Old Testament. It's not all good news in the Old Testament, but it's all good news in Jesus. He loved us while we were guilty. 
God commended his love toward us. Wow. Oh, somebody say wow. We were yet sinners. That, what did that mean? That means God love don't wait to love you when you're right. God's love came and loved you while you was wrong about everything. So if you make a few mistakes along the way, you can't mess his love up because his love loved you when everything was wrong. If he cared about you when you were guilty of everything, now you hit child. Now he done quit caring because you done messed up in something. You gotta be kidding me. That's a spiritual smack. Well, I just don't feel God. Nobody don't care about you. I don't feel like God loves me anymore. It's not a feeling. It's believing. It's believing. All right, go back to Romans 4. I, I won't charge y'all for that. <clears throat> now you will see here, Abraham. God told him, I've made thee, I've made you, I've already made you this. I've already done this. So he believed he was a father of many nations. And then, now, now watch now. What made Abraham believe he was a father of many nations? This is a good one right here. What made Abraham believe he was a father of many nations? Well, no. That ain't enough. <clears throat> huh? No, no. Huh? Well, he did believe that, but that, that, that ain't the key. The key, you all, is in the verse. Just right there. It's been hidden, I guess. The, the, watch it, who said that? You can't stop there. No. No, he already believed he's a father of many nations. He couldn't believe God's going to make him nothing. That's not faith. God can't never make you nothing. He, he's got to already say it or done it and you believe it. He'll, he'll never make you nothing. Watch this. Let me tell you the key to Abraham's belief and the key that has to be to yours. The key was, and, and, and it's got to be taught more, is God can raise the dead. That's the key to your faith, knowing he can do what he say. It's right there. Did you know he never, when, when he said to be saved, he said, just say with your mouth, Jesus is Lord. But you got to believe this part, that God raised him from the dead. He said, got to believe that part. You got to believe God got the power to do this. And then you transfer, when you believe God raised Jesus from the dead, you transfer your believing that to anything he say in his word. That he's able to do it. Are you following me? And if you don't keep these and keep a belief that God can raise the dead, you, your faith won't work right. Verse 17, let me read again. And it is written, God said, I've made you a father of many nations for before whom he believed, before whom he believed, God, who quickeneth the dead, You got to know God can do that. That's the greatest miracle. God has no greater power than to raise somebody from death to life. That's the greatest power God got. That's the greatest miracle that ever got done. Jesus' love took him to the cross, but God's power brought him up out of what was wrong with us. 
And you got to believe God's like this. So that anything he say, and you know you can't do it without him, you don't have no problem believing if you believe he, got, he really raised Jesus from the dead. It'll make your faith work like magic. Well, you raised Jesus. See, we ain't saw that the, the, the resurrection as the greatest uh, 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 showing of God's power. But right here, he said, even God who quickeneth the dead and calleth those things which be not as though they were. Who against hope believed in hope. See, what was the against hope? His physical body. Yeah. What it looked like in his life. That's against hope. You got to realize that it's okay to have against hope. Just don't stay in it. Who against hope. What it looked like in his life. 90, 100 years old. Wife done, done been with her all them years and ain't never been able to have no babies. And now you ain't got way over in stricken age and God talking about you a father of many nations. Who against hope, believed in hope, he had an expectation of I am a father of many nations, so shall my seed be. Abraham believed God. Now, I'm following me in the nations. But where your child is, I'm, I'm believing God. You ain't got to show nobody where it is. Just believe. Because if you keep believing, you will get to show them. According to that which was spoken, so shall thy seed be. And being not weak in faith. Now, here's when you're not weak in faith. Now, you could take not, circle not. And you could see this verse two different ways. And being weak in faith, he considered what his physical senses looked like. Being not weak in faith, you don't consider you ain't got much money. You don't consider uh, what the, the stock market doing. You don't consider 401k. You're not trusting in Jesus, trusting in God when you're considering what nothing looked like around your life. You're not. It don't matter. If your faith is in him. Being not weak in faith. He considered not his own body now dead. Neither yet the deadness of Sabah's womb. He staggered not. At the promise. See when you weak in faith. You stagger at the promise of God. When you're not weak in faith. You don't stagger at the promise of God. Or the promise of what God did in Jesus. Remember, saints, when God give a promise, it's not a like we talk, I promise you I'll do this. His promise is he done done it. He don't give no promises that he ain't done. When God tell you you healed, it, in his mind, every symptom gone. Your senses might still be seeing and feeling some, but you can't consider them. You have to believe I were healed. A lot of people trying to believe I ain't nothing wrong with my body. He didn't tell you to believe that. That's nonsense. He never told you wasn't nothing wrong with your body. He never told you to believe ain't nothing wrong with your body. You say that when ain't nothing wrong with your body. You can't say that when something wrong with your body. But you can believe you were healed. And many times Christians don't stay focused on our word. They don't believe our word. 
And I want, I want to encourage y'all today. It's okay to keep believing you were because when you really believe with all your heart that you were, it'll take you somewhere. See, really believing you were will take you where you need to go without you trying to go there yourself. Abraham did not make him a father of many nations. He just kept believing. I'm a father of many nations. According to God's word, I'm a father of many nations. Now let me show y'all what Abraham did. Verse 20. He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith. Strong, strong. All right, here's my question to you. What in the world is strong in faith? Huh? Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. You won't be wavering when you're strong in faith. That's correct. But, but, but what's really strong in faith? Huh? How about if we read it and all of us be wrong in the Bible right? Can we handle that? Can we all just read it and let it be right and let you and me be liars and let God's word be the truth? Can we just, can we just handle that? that? That won't make you mad at me, will it? That we just going to stay with the word. Real strong in faith is when you are giving God glory. And, watch this. See, a lot of people don't think this is faith. They, they don't think that they can believe he is able, I am fully persuaded that what I believe he said, that he's able to perform it. They, they think that ain't faith. The money coming. God is able to perform what he promised. That's believing God. When you're sitting there in them symptoms, I talk to you, I believe God. He is able to perform. I were healed. That's believing God. Oh, no, we can't say that. Well, Abraham did. What are you going to hold on to while that doubt and unbelief is whooping on you? That God is able to perform what he promised. That's what's going to keep the doubt off of you. Still, you going around telling everybody ain't nothing wrong with you. Achoo, ain't, ain't, I'm, I'm, I'm healed. Ain't, achoo, ain't nothing, I'm not sick. Achoo. Now, they're going to think something wrong with you. <laughs> what they need to hear is what you believe. They need to hear, oh, I'm convinced, but I'm convinced, I'm fully persuaded that what God did in Jesus on the cross for me, he's able to perform it in my life. Achoo! Yeah. God said he made me rich. I, I ain't got no money, but I'm fully persuaded that what he promised, he's able to perform it and bring it to pass in my life. That's faith. That's faith. That's faith. Abraham going around telling all his servants and work, look, y'all, look, I'm a father of many nations. Well, well, you ain't got no child. Yeah, but I'm fully persuaded what God promised he's able to perform. God's able to perform it. You got to tell the Lord that. Lord, I'm, I'm fully persuaded what you promised. You're able to perform it. That's believing God. That's believing God. 
Now go, go to, I, I want to show you a little more. Uh, look, look in James chapter 2. Verse 14. <clears throat> Remember now, I'm going to, you know, I, just, I can just give you so much, and, and then I, but, but you can get some tapes and CDs and CDs and, um, and, and DVDs and stuff like that. Um, and then you get all these services. There'll be a record number of, of them sold. If you want truth, you want to go up. What do if it profit, my brother? And though a man say he have faith and have not works, can faith save you? Uh, no, not being alone. Faith always has to have action with it. Go to verse 18, time's sake. 17. So, it, so even so faith, if it have not works, is dead being alone. Yea, a man may say it, that thou hast faith. He really believes something. And I have works. Show me thy faith without thy works. I will show thee my faith by my works. My action, my corresponding action. Now let me give you an example. <clears throat> I got set free June 30th, 1988. 10.30 p.m. Samaritan Drug Treatment Center on Shab Avenue off North 6th. Downtown, crossed on Titans Arena. Jesus came in my heart. I put my trust in him with my life. I gave my life to him. To never serve the devil again the rest of my life. <clears throat> I just, I just, I, I mean, I just became a slave. Really, I, I was, I've been in prison for 21 years. Well, I was in prison before then, but it's with the devil. I'm in a new prison now. And you have to, you have to swap prisons. You're never supposed to not be in a prison while you're on earth. Either God rooting you or the devil rooting you. you. You're never not to be in a prison. Everybody's in a prison, one or the other. You don't ever get to do what you want. Jesus said if you keep your life, you'll lose it because the devil will come and take over it. Because you can't whoop him without Jesus. If you lose your life, then Jesus comes and then gives you his life. And then you find what the real life is. You find his life and then you get to find out yours. Because you really can't find your life till you know his life. Because when you know his life, you find out what you are. <clears throat> A lot of times, we, we, we've, uh, in, in, in Romans 3, we've thought our, of ourselves more highly than we ought. Are, are you listening there? When you think of yourself more highly, I used to think, think, oh, I hate thinking. That, <clears throat> you know, that, 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 that you, you're thinking you're something. But that ain't what that means. When you think of yourself more highly than you ought, you are really thinking you done brought something to God and what you got is special, and it ain't. And you're thinking more self of your highly. <clears throat> you got to really perform and do this and really do this for God real well, and then God will reward you like parents and children do to their parents. But God ain't like that. When, when you come to God, you have to come to him sober-minded, soberly, that he's brought it all to you. If you think you bring anything to God, you, you lift and you say, where that Bible at? You got that, where you, where you got that turn there? No, 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 I don't want James 2. I want Romans 12, 3. I could have quoted to you. Um, 
Okay, you can turn over there. You can turn over there. I know. Uh, and, and, and let me read this. Let me get this nugget in. <clears throat> it'll, it'll be worth it. Uh, uh, it'll, it'll help you. For I say through the grace given unto me. Now watch the grace, y'all. To every man that is among you, not to think of, of, uh, of think more highly, they added of himself. But you can just, just not even read that. Not to think more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly, according as God has dealt to every man to measure faith. Now here's, here's what God has dealt to you, uh, to believe only in Jesus. Now, what are you going to believe? Here's what you're going to believe. Who he is, who he's made you, and what he's done for you. You ain't going to believe nothing else. Anything else, you're bringing something to him. One of the greatest revelations the Lord has gave me, I've got to get this revelation to the body of Christ. It's the difference between law and faith. See, ministers that's, that's untaught great revelation, they had had a lot of law in it. We got to get that out. You, you do something for God, God do something for you. At all. Jesus didn't teach that. Jesus always went around and told everybody, believe on me, believe on me. I mean, everybody came to Jesus. Let, let, oh, where we at in, in Romans? I'm sorry, y'all. Go to Matthew. We're coming right back to Romans, and then we're going to get back over to James. Romans chapter 9. Matthew, Matthew, Matthew 9. Hold on now, you'll be all right. I always want to follow the Holy Ghost. Verse 28. Let me read 27. And when Jesus departed thence, two blind men followed him, crying and saying, Thou son of David, have mercy on us. When Jesus was coming to the house, the blind men came to him. Look, look, at that, look at that revelation right there. What did them boys have some sense about? They got to come to Jesus. They don't send you crying and whining about what's wrong. You got to go to Jesus. They don't send you calling your best friend and asking your prayer partner to pray with you. You need to go to Jesus. I teach people at Jesus Answer Church, don't, call, don't come to me first. I say, you been to Jesus? Well, no. Goodbye. I hang the phone up on him. I hang the phone up on him. Now, if they're a baby Christian just been saved, I might not do them like that. But don't, don't been there no year. You've been in our church a year? Mm -mm. I won't even talk to you if you ain't went to Jesus because I ain't training you right if I don't make you go to Jesus. Have you, been, have you, have you prayed about this yet? Then the sick among you, have you prayed yet? No, I ain't prayed. I, I wanted you to pray. Goodbye. Shloop. Hang phone up. Nope, nope, nope. You go pray first. Then you can call for me. You ain't training people if you're not pointing them to Jesus. They've got to get a relationship with Jesus. And when Jesus was coming to the house, the blind men came to him and Jesus said unto them, look what Jesus, look, look what Jesus said. Y'all got any money? Y'all got some seed? Got anything to give me first? And y'all going to sow something? Seed time, harvest time, ain't it? No, Jesus was the seed and we're the harvest. God did something for us first. And we get to believe and receive that without paying nothing. He paid the cost for us. The price being paid for us. 
excuse. Oh, Pascal, that's good preaching. That's good preaching. Man, that was. I said, you ever, you ever amen yourself a little bit? It, it, it's that good, ain't it? When the blind men came to him, Jesus said unto them, now, every time you go to Jesus, this is the question he wants to ask you. Believe ye that I'm able to do this? That's the first thing he wants to know. Are you really believing I am able to do this? That's the first question he wants you to, to always have answered when you come to him. Do you really believe he can do this? And when they said, oh, yeah, Jesus, yeah, he said, all right, you got it. Now, y'all, listen to me. Listen to me. Let me be honest. Yeah, I want to be honest with you. That's all it takes to receive from the master. That's all it takes. Man, it's a lot of love in that. They said unto him, Yea, Lord, he touched their eyes, saying, According to your faith, be it unto you. He'll say this every time to you. You can't change this principle in no area. By grace, were you saved through faith, Ephesians 2 8? By grace, God's love for you, the ability of it, the power of it. Were you saved through your believing and trusting, relying on it? You were saved through faith, and that not of yourself. Anytime it's of you, it's not faith. It's a gift from God. Everything Jesus did, it's a gift. Not by works. Anytime, listen to me carefully. Anytime you can say you done something, you ain't in grace. Oh, I did this and got God to do this. You ain't in grace. It might have happened for you, but you ain't in grace. You're in law. He might have done it, but you did not grow that he's your father and he just want to do it for you. My son ain't never came and gave me no money. To get me to buy him no clothes. He said, Dad, I, I'm going shopping with Mama. Gives the credit card. <laughs> he don't give me nothing for me to love him. You can't give God nothing to get him to love you. He already loves you. What you want to do is give so you can live his love. Because he will never let you get his love and not go act like it. He might ask you to get all your money. Go empty out all your accounts. Yeah, you just give a tenth. No, you supposed to be willing to give it all if he asked for it. The tenth, did that, that just, that's, that's just a start. That's just appreciation for what he did for you on the cross. Man, if you ain't got there yet, then you don't believe he loves you. Because you don't want to live his love to help the church and to help the gospel get out. To see people's lives change. You're living in selfishness, just wanting uh, you to go to heaven, and you're not trying to help others. You really are. You're very selfish. Okay, go go back to Romans 12. It's the truth. Jesus commanded us to live his love. You can't live his love, and you ain't no tithing giver. 
You can't do it unless, you, unless you're a giver. I mean flat giver. Give it all if he asks for it. Who cares? You act like he can't bring no more. Anybody can raise the dead can bring millions in your hand. Now, now look, look right here. Verse, verse 12, Romans 12, 3. Now let me read to you in the message Bible. Uh, Paul said, I'm speaking to you out of deep gratitude for all that God has given me and especially as I have responsibilities in relation to you. Living then as every one of you does in pure grace. You're supposed to live in what he's done for you in Jesus. You ain't supposed to live nowhere else. This will make you not be able to own nothing. Everything you have is his. When you live in his grace, you have the revelation that nothing you possess is yours. It belongs all to him. All your money, all your, everything you possess belongs to him when you live in grace. And he's entrusted you with it to be a good steward over it and to do what he tell you to do with it. <laughs> it's important that you do not misinterpret yourselves as people who are bringing this goodness to God. Lord, I've just been doing everything I know to do. He says, quit. Stop. Stop that. Believe in me. Receive what I've done, who I've made you. Now listen to this. When you misinterpret yourself as you're bringing this goodness to God, no, God brings it all to you. The only accurate way to understand, how many of y'all have really understood how to accurately understand yourself? Do you understand you? Any of y'all ever been able to figure you out? Well, I understand me very accurate, very accurately. I understand me to the T in every aspect and in every way. The only accurate way to understand ourselves is when we get a revelation of who God is in Jesus and what he has done for us. When I see Jesus, I'm supposed to see who I am. When Jesus saw God, he saw who he was. You pose to see Jesus and say, that's me. In your spirit, that's me. He healed the sick, that's me. He raised the dead, that's me. He always done what he heard God say, that's me. I always do what I hear Jesus say. I always speak. Listen, I'm believing this so he can bring it to pass in my life. I'm not trying to live it. I'm believing in and trusting and relying in him that the life was in him, the life I now live in the flesh. I'm living by the faith of Jesus, the son of God, who loved me and gave himself to me. I'm living by how he loved me. I'm not living by how I love him, even though I'm going to love him by the way I have, I have corresponding action to my faith to do what he tell me to do. That's when I'm loving him, when I'm keeping his commandments and doing those things that are pleasing in his sight. Only then am I loving him. I'm not, you can't just love him and you ain't in faith acting on what he say do. That's, the, that's, that's why you just love him when people see your walk. When it's action with your faith. 
And so, so the only accurate way to understand yourself is, to, is to, to see who God is in Jesus, who he's made you, just like Jesus, in your spirit, and what he's done for you. Not who you are and what you do for him. Oh, some days I just, I just have bad days. Oh, you're, you're, not, you, you, you're not understanding who you are. This is what you got to get your mind renewed to. Christ in you, the hope of glory. No, not you, but Christ in you. Believe in who he is so you can know you. Seeing him so you can see you. And you do this by believing, not trying to do it. You're going to fail if you try to do it because it can't be done in your strength. It has to be done by his grace and your faith in his ability. And you can walk on this earth without sin. Watch this. Why? Now, if you get this answer to this, you're catching a hold of what I'm teaching. Why can you walk on this earth without sin? Watch this. He did. And you're believing in him. And when you believe in him, you can get him. And you, you see, people have been putting this believe in Jesus and don't get him. That's not really believing in Jesus if you don't get him. You believe, I'm trusting the Lord. I'm just so depressed. No, no, no. You're not believing in him. When you believe in him, you'll quit being depressed. His yoke will come up on you. He'll give you peace in your soul. You got to learn of him. Learn, learn, learn. What? Oh, he never sinned. You got to learn of him. He's perfect. Learn of him. See, your flesh ain't perfect. Your soul ain't perfect. But that spirit, man, just like him. And you can learn to live that just like him out of you every day, in every situation, every circumstance. You have to grow in this. You don't grow in living for him. You grow in by faith in Jesus, living him out of you. And none of this is hard, but it's a process of you applying, believing in him in every circumstance. Every time, I'm going to close with this, and I'll pick it back, I'll pick it, pick it back up tonight for you all. When, when I believe, every time a storm comes to me, I believe. Jesus whooped this every time. Every time problems come, I said, every time we need money for, for the church or ministry, I said, now Jesus, now they toiled all night fishing and caught nothing. And you just came up and said, cash out the net, throw all your nets out. And they told the fish, come up and jump in the net. And they just all came up and just thousands of them and jumped in the net. And I said, if you, if you knew that, you got to know where my money is. See, I'm believing in him when I see him and I know what he did while he was on earth as a man. And I know as a man, he can show me how to do it too and how to get it too and how to walk it too and how to love just like him and forgive just like him and walk in the spirit just like him. Why would the Bible tell us to walk in the spirit and we can't do it? Why would it tell me to love just like Jesus loved me and I can't do it? Why he tell me forgive as God for Christ's sake forgave me and I can't do it? Because I got, I'm not seeing who he's made me.